Welcome to Harvest Beyond Sunday, a podcast that seeks to inform and equip the members of Harvest Church, as well as celebrate what God is doing in and through our bodies. This week, Graham and Wes give 10 truths about spiritual gifts that everyone should know. All right, so last week we discussed the definitions of the primary spiritual gifts that we have read about in Thomas Schreiner's book, Spiritual Gifts. Well, this week we're going to unpack 10 truths about spiritual gifts, and these will help us learn how to think about them and how to apply them to our life. And so without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into these. The first truth about spiritual gifts is that they are to operate and be exercised under Christ's lordship. Gifts aren't designed for our own happiness, although they do bring us joy when we exercise them, but ultimately they are to be used to serve our Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, really, the, the, the point here is that they are to communicate truth about Jesus. And just think about this from a salvation standpoint. People oftentimes kind of doubt their salvation. And sometimes what they're doubting is the lordship of Christ in their life. They've trusted him as his savior, but they haven't, uh, trusting, they're not trusting him as lord over their life. And so, if we refuse to exercise our gifts or we exercise them improperly to elevate ourselves or not build up the body of church or not elevate Christ, then we're not operating under his lordship. And and so if you aren't utilizing your gift and maybe you don't know what it is yet, and that's okay, we're going to talk about discovering that later. It's the same as uh, just not being obedient to him. And so when the Holy Spirit prompts you to exercise your gift, that's an opportunity to obey the Lordship of Christ. Absolutely. The next one is to think reasonably about your gifts. Noah, go ahead and read Romans 12, 3 for us. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. Oftentimes we are prone to overestimate the importance of our gifts and to exalt ourselves instead of humbling ourselves. Remember, these gifts are not given to us by God for our own benefit, but for the benefit of others. But on the flip side, what we also must recognize is that God uh, is to recognize who God made us to be and avoid trying to become what we are not. And so this can happen often when there is someone we admire or are greatly influenced by that we think we need to have those same gifts or operate the way that that they do. And that's just not true. We need to think reasonably about how God has gifted us and use the gifts he's given us to glorify him in the life of the church. I'll just share a, per, a personal example here. I remember early on in my days with Downline and uh, traveling with Steve Winstead um, and, and others, I would try to mimic exactly the way, you know, Kenan taught a lesson or mimic exactly the way, uh, you know, Steve or even my brother JB taught a lesson. And that's okay because we are to be examples 
to younger, less mature believers, you know, as men and women, more mature in the faith, you are to be an example. But then we have to learn how to be comfortable in our own skin, comfortable with the way the Lord made us. My grandmother used to tell people all the time, the God made you and he doesn't make junk. And so there's a there's a humility here. But then there's also a uh, let's not try to be like everybody else. Which leads to our third truth. The diversity and results of gifts are a gift from God. As we went through our definitions last episode, which if you have not listened, go listen to it. But the gifts given by God are remarkably diverse, and such diversity is to be celebrated. We need to recognize that God doesn't want everyone to be the same or function the same. Uh, He doesn't want everyone to teach like Kenan or like Steve. Uh, He doesn't want everyone to administrate like Graham. He wants a diversity of gifts, and with that diversity, it benefits and lifts up the body. It's it's really a lot about contentment and being content with uh, what the Lord has has provided you, you know, for you and to do. Uh, through you to the benefit of others and to the exaltation of Christ. And so just recognize, um, you know, don't be jealous if if somebody has, we'll get to this, you know, in a later episode, but don't be jealous if somebody else has a gift that you don't have. Just exercise the gifts that you have and recognize um, that, and go back and read that 1 Corinthians 12, verses 4 through 6, and all three persons of the Trinity are included in this gift giving. And so praise the Lord, praise praise the Lord for this. The fourth truth is that our gifts don't make us inferior or superior to others. If you are sitting here and you're thinking, I don't have any gifts, I'm of no value to anyone, your thinking's off center. Consider this. God has given you faith. He created you and he made you a significant help to others. I I can't uh, express this enough that the contribution of every member matters. You know, when I think about this, I think of, uh, you know, one of the, some of the best athletes in the world. And we, you know, like the, and when you watch the Olympics, you're just amazed at their athleticism and their ability to accomplish these physical tasks that, uh, we aren't. And, you know, their body operates, uh, fully together to accomplish those goals. And when our church, when everybody is using their gifts, uh, when every muscle fiber is twitching, we operate healthier as a church. And so don't believe these lies that Satan plants in our ears of that. I don't have gifts. I'm no value. You are of value and you do have gifts and we need you to use those gifts in our church. Yeah, this is really a, also a function of the enemy, but it's also a function of our culture where we just elevate things that are out front. And look, let's be honest, some of these gifts are more visible than others. Uh, you know, in fact, we're warned against giving in such a way to where people recognize and see our gifts the way that some of the Pharisees were doing in, in the scriptures. And so, you know, that's like a less visible gift. But it's not inferior. Or, you know, let's just say you you're you know an extremely lavish giver. That doesn't make you more superior either. Uh, and so we just have to be careful. We get into the comparison trap here. Uh, we get into listening to the enemy and not be comfortable in our identity in Christ and just not being uh, again content. I've said it before uh, with who God created us to be. Which leads to that fifth truth about you know if you continue in this thought of uh, feeling inferior or superior. The fifth one is that the gifts are sovereignly given. Your gift ascribed to you is not based off your own spirituality, uh, but of the sovereignty of God. 
he gave you this gift. We can't take credit for them. Yeah, when we talk about the sovereignty of God, it differs a little bit from the lordship of Christ. But basically, First uh, Corinthians twelve eleven says we, you know, we can you know rest in and rejoice over the gifts that God has given us, and because He gave them, the Spirit gave them to us as He wills. And so, this is a, a sovereign gift that He knew before you were ever born which gift He was going to give you. And so, just celebrate His sovereignty in your life. Absolutely. And uh, our boast is in him, not in us. And so these gifts Amen. are to us, given to us for his glory, which leads to the sixth truth. Gifts are given to edify the church. Uh, and we've said this, so we won't uh, dive deeper into this. But just a reminder, gifts aren't given to edify yourself, but to build up and strengthen the church. Yeah, this is uh, it was one of my favorite truths. Um and and I think because I'm a bit of an exhort, you know, tation kind of guy. I'm a. You've told me I'm a challenger before, and I like to challenge people. Which, uh, by the way, this is not in the notes. These gifts are way more important than your number on um, on what is that? The enneagram. Yeah, the enneagram. Yeah. <laughs> so this is this is a much more important than your enneagram number. So if you know all about your enneagram number and you have no idea about these spiritual gifts, then uh, you know perhaps uh, you should spend more time and get this book and read about it. But anyway, uh, it, this is to strengthen the church. This is to for others. Just we cannot uh, we cannot emphasize enough that the body of Christ needs your gift, whatever it is, and we need it exercised regularly. The seventh truth is the baptism of the Spirit at conversion. Remember, these are gifts given to us by God and exercised through the power of the Holy Spirit. And so the baptism of the Spirit isn't a gift subsequent to conversion, but is given to us at conversion. When we have received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, He has gifted us and sealed us with His Holy Spirit. Yeah, amen. There's a lot of confusion on that and a lot of difference of opinions, but it's very evident that the baptism of the Holy Spirit happens uh, at, at conversion. At least that's the position I take. And Harvest Church takes. And Harvest Church takes. The eighth is edification through understanding. The strengthening and edification of the church comes through understanding. Yeah, it's really important that we understand that the manifestation of our gift is not to bring glory to ourselves, but it is to help others come to a greater understanding of the person and work of Jesus Christ. So if you're helping you know, you're displaying the servanthood of Jesus Christ. If you're teaching, you're teaching about the knowledge and the theological truths of the scriptures. And if you're, um, you know, have the gift of mercy, you're showing the compassion, the heart of Christ. And so that other person should be able to come to a greater understanding of who Jesus is through your exercising of the gift. And so it's not about the gift. It's not about you. It's about Christ and benefiting that person or the body of Christ. Ninth truth is to concentrate on your gift. The path of wisdom is to concentrate on the gifts we have and to hone those in and use them for the glory of God to the benefit of the church. Stay in your lane, bro. That's right. (laughs) Don't try to be someone you're not. We need the diversity of gifts in the church. But also don't ignore your gift. Don't ignore it. Um, You know, exercise it, work it out. 
get get better at it. And I, I think it's okay. And we'll in next episode we're going to talk about this. It's okay to pursue exercising and strengthening and becoming kind of complete in Christ by using some of these other gifts. You just may not be gifted in them. So uh, definitely concentrate. Once you discover and understand what your gift is, focus on it, man. Use it. The again, the body needs it. Mm-hmm. And remember, when you do this, it's going to bring you joy. It's going to bring you great joy to serve the Lord with your gifts. And lastly, the tenth truth about spiritual gifts are that the gifts are worthless without love. More important than all the gifts is love. For love represents the character of God himself, and love is superior to all gifts. Uh, if we are attempting to use our gifts within the church and we and it is not out of a heart of love, it's going to be a clanging symbol. Yeah, that's First Corinthians thirteen. Just it's a famous verse. It's a, a chapter that's uttered at weddings. But Paul begins by saying, you know, if I use even in the gifts of tongue, the men's of, uh, of men and of angels, but have not love, like you just said, I'm a noisy gong or a clanging symbol. And so everything's got to flow through that love for Christ and love for others. Well, that's it for our ten truths about spiritual gifts. But let's do a quick recap. Remember that the definition of spiritual gifts is that they are gifts of grace granted by the Holy Spirit, which are designed for the edification of the church. And so uh, if you haven't, go back and listen to the Defining Spiritual Gifts episode. Uh, Give this one another listen. But more importantly, please subscribe and share with your family, friends, and other members of our church. And next week, we will be back with questions and answers about spiritual gifts. 